Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, so I know a lot of you have already downloaded the free workbook for She Nets Worth, but if you haven't, head over Download that, and if it still leaves you wanting more, you're in for a treat. I'm going to be launching end of September my course, She Nets Worth, A Hairstyle's Guide to Going Independent. So for anyone who is on the cusp, who's like in the next year, in the next six months, I'm not doing it yet, but I want to go independent, or you've gone independent and you're like, I need a roadmap, I'm here, I did it, I pulled the trigger, and I'm not sure what I'm doing now. This course is also for you. So I've taken it back to the drawing board. I've taken all of the learnings and all the teachings from my one-on-one coaching, and I've compiled it together in an at-your-own-pace five-week course. So I'm so excited. It'll be teaching you everything from how to read a profit and loss statement to how to get an LLC. So um, policies, procedures, everything that I do and make my business run in such a way where I can have the life of my dreams while running a business. So head over to my website, wavemaking.com slash course and get on the wait list because I don't want you to miss this. All right. So if you're just tuning in now, you are in for a treat. We've been kind of teasing it a little bit, but Don Bradley and I are doing a five-part series together and you're tuning in today to the first of five series. So today is all about boundaries. And I'm so excited that I get the opportunity to talk to Don about this because I feel like out of anyone in our industry, if there's someone that in my opinion is the epitome of boundaries and has learned and been in our shoes and knows what it's like to be faced with living into our boundaries, it's Don. And that's why I love talking to her because she's not giving this canned advice from someone up in like the castle. It's all things that she's learned and it's all very applicable because she's done it in real time and in real life. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, enjoy. Here we go. All right. So Don and I are doing something extra special. We have Woo-hoo. joined yes, for our first uh, series of pro- possibly many series. Yeah. I see a long-term relationship forming. Yeah. And I I even wanted it to work so well that if you're watching, I've gotten the same backdrop as Don, but in white. Didn't want to try too hard, but wanted to bring my I feel like I copied you, though, because you've had yours for longer. Have you not? I have. But I mean, I'm telling you that. You could... could, Thanks for believing me, because I really have. (laughs) But I'm like, that's so convenient, right? Can you guys um, believe that Lindsay totally copied me? Right, I, yeah, next, I, next week you'll have a plan. <laughs> I'm going to replace the giving tree book with the real plant. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so today we're talking about something that I feel like you're an expert at and that I feel like in the last couple of years have gotten better at. But boundaries, I feel like is something that I just, I, I look to you to boundaries because I'm like, what would Don do? I almost need a, a, a wristband <laughs> because of, because of just how I feel like it's like when I channel what I think you would do, I'm like, okay, I know what to do. I love that. Tell me an example. 
you know, and I think about <laughs> clients and like, like, you know, like when it's like staying late or when it's like, if I can make it work, I'm like, well, I, I want to have my clients be respectful of me, but today I actually have the availability, but it's important that I communicate that I, I am making an exception and that generally that I won't be able to do that again. And cause I feel like you, you're someone who is so, you're so good at saying like, if you can make it happen, there's exceptions to rules, but people need to know you're doing a favor. People need to know like that you are able to do something that generally speaking, you don't do. And I just mm-hmm. think that that's something that I feel like you're helping like our whole industry with. Oh, thank you. And you know that the reason why I asked for an example is because I love to hear like how people perceive what I present. Like, because I know my intention, but it's like, oh, I, I always like to hear because I sometimes I think people misunderstand like where I'm like, the, this is what you should do. But it's like, there's always room for flexibility. But the most important thing is like openly communicating so people know that you're doing a favor, that this is a one-time discount so that you're not all of a sudden like, oh, I gave this person a discount. Now I have to give it to them every single time where we've like created a trap for ourselves. Well, yeah, like prisons we live in that no mm-hmm. one knows that we're living outside of who we actually are. So that's what I want to talk about with you. Yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Get really fired up. I feel like I can't, I, I feel like it's one thing to know what you want your boundaries to be. It's one thing to like have an idea of them. It's another thing to like embody them. And I feel like that's like, I feel like there's still in this industry, a huge disconnect between like, I have boundaries, but then the minute they get pushed on or the minute, like something like sets us off, I feel like it's such a natural thing to be like, oh my God, when I have boundaries, like this stuff shouldn't be happening, but they're in place to help you when these things happen. So I feel like that's just something I feel like is like not necessarily talked about, but I know you know that, but I want other people Yeah. I think like when I first started um, implementing boundaries, I was like, okay, these are my boundaries. Why the frick isn't anyone respecting them? And like, come on, you guys, you know that you're supposed to book online. Why are you still freaking texting me? And the hardest lesson I had to learn was like, oh, boundaries don't work unless I follow them too. Like I need to set my boundaries and I need to follow through on them. It's not about setting them and people magically know that they should respect them. It's like, one, I've taught people how to treat me. We've gotten into this unconscious dance of like, they know that my next step is always this. Now I'm changing the dance. And if I haven't told them, hey, I'm going to go do the foxtrot instead of the tango, I know, those are just the first two that pop in my head always. I don't even know what the foxtrot looks like. <laughs> What's that? Sound like very different dances. Yeah. So like if we've been if you've been doing the tango with your client and then all of a sudden you're changing the dance and you literally don't tell them and you start doing different steps, they're gonna be like, wait, wait, what? No, you always do this. But you and there's like so many different ways to go about it. You could also say like, Hey, I'm going to go do the foxtrot. And they might be like, oh, well, am, am I invited over to do the foxtrot? Like, I'm really confused because you just told me this is what you're doing, but I don't know if you want me over there. Or if you're like doing the tango and you go, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going to be start doing the foxtrot and it's different steps. And we might be a little uncomfortable. We might not have, know how to, like, we might step on each other's toes a little bit, but I want you to come along and it'll become second nature eventually. And that's kind of like when you put up boundaries and when you shift things, the more you communicate and the more you preemptively let somebody know things are going to change. And I know we're in this dance. And so we might fall into wanting to try to do those steps again. And so I'll just gently remind you, no, we're doing the Foxtrot now. And if you don't want to come over and do the Foxtrot, that's okay. I'll miss you. It's been great knowing you, but this is the, this is the dance I'm going to do now. Yeah. Cause I just, 
I don't know if I realized that when it when I decided to have boundaries that like there was going to be a discomfort involved in them as much as there is. Yeah. I actually just this morning when we're recording this was on Instagram live talking about how people pleasers are often the most passive aggressive because we want. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Hard, hard truth. People pleasers are the most passive aggressive. And I, and I was like, I know this isn't a fun thing to hear, but we use passive aggressiveness to remove the discomfort of having a direct conversation. But what passive aggressiveness does is the exact opposite of what we want to do. It creates friction. It's, it's aggressive. It's, um, cowardly. And what was the other word that I used this morning? Um, there's three of them, but it's like, it is aggressive. It's cowardly. And, and it comes across the wrong way when we want to come across as caring, but we're frustrated and we don't know how to have constructive conversations. And so we go to try and roundabout tell someone, oh, and what it does, it's cowardly in the sense of you being passive aggressive gives you an out of if that person calls you out, like, was that directed toward, was your Instagram story about cancellations directed towards me? Cause I late canceled on you today. Oh no. It's not, no, I was just posting my policy. It gives us an escape. And yet we know like, and I used to be a really passive aggressive person. And I come from a family that uses passive aggressive to deal with things um, because it makes us the innocent one and we're not responsible. And it takes that, we, the reason why we do it is it takes that discomfort away. Um, and lots of times we don't even know we're doing it. It's second nature. It's something that's been handed down generationally. It's something that we would be like, oh, I'm not, I would never try to No, but I really hope you're reading between the lines and understanding what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> right? No, when you were saying that, it makes me think of, I've heard something similar. Like I would say my, my way of doing it is, was through sarcasm. Yep. But I, sarcasm is rage undercover. And I'm like, I've become a less sarcastic person. I mean, I'll have fun with you and I'll be like, listen, Don, and that's me being a little sarcastic, but, but I'm not sarcastic in the same way because it actually was like uh, me being, I mean, mixed with passive aggressive, but it was, it was, it was like, um, like kind of like rage undercover. It was yeah. like, I'm, but it's like, Oh no, whatever works for you works for me. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why do yeah. you know what you need? It's just crazy. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing is like your our sarcasm, like I come from a very sarcastic family and like me and you like can be sarcastic, but you can feel when the sarcasm is different. Edge. Yeah. You can feel when it's like kind of like digging the elbow in a little bit and, and people can sense that. And we use it because I think it's like our inner child or like that little person being like, I need to be heard, but I have never learned the skills on how I've just been taught to stay quiet. So it's like the way to like, we're boiling over inside and it's a way to let it release it out without being direct so that we don't hurt somebody else when really we do so much more damage with passive aggressiveness and sarcasm. But like I said, like some of the sweetest people are the most passive aggressive (laughs) And, but they, but there's always like the opt out of like, oh, I didn't, I'm so sorry that you thought that's what I was saying. Uh And it's like, no, you, you were saying it, but I get it. Cause that used to be me. (laughs) Like when when you've been there, you're more compassionate about it. Absolutely. That the passive aggressive in that stuff comes because of a lack of boundaries. And then it kind of just spills over and then, and then like, by the time we set boundaries, we're setting them from like a passive aggressive stance of like, I can't do that anymore. 
Yeah, I think so. Like, I think, um, like, especially as women, I think it's changing rapidly, but we were taught to like make everyone comfortable, make everyone happy. And to the point of not making ourselves happy. I know you and I have talked about this. And so when we don't have, when we think we're not allowed to have boundaries because we come last and we're here to serve and we're here to accommodate others, we don't, we've never been taught to prioritize ourselves. And then we get so tired, so exhausted. And so like at the end of our rope that that's when like that passive aggressive stuff comes out. It's like, I wish I could tell you this, but I've been taught that I can't, but I'm so freaking frustrated right now that I need an outlet. Or like, you know, like, how can I do this that I can like, I can tell you exactly what I'm thinking without actually telling you directly what I'm thinking. So I can, I can have that release without the, this fear of conflict. Yeah. Cause I was golfing a while ago with these strangers. They were both psychologists and I decided to stop golfing and just walk alongside them. And like, everyone was like, are you going to hit here? And I was like, no, not with these two for two hours. I'm going to ask them every question. And, and they said, resentment is, is, is um, people say, I was saying a lot of hairstylists say they're angry. And she said, no, they're not angry. They're operating from a place of subtraction to themselves. And that's called resentment. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, I've never heard somebody explain it in that way. But I, it was a game changer for me. Yeah, subtraction of yourself. Because I always say, like, I was, I used to get resentful of my clients, like asking me to work late, coming in on my day off, and I'm like, who's allowing it? Like they're just asking. And as soon as I realized, like, I always say, like, I used to think the only answer to a question was yes, mm-hmm. right? And then real, like, because that's the people pleaser. Like, someone asks something of you, you say yes. You know, you don't say no to somebody. Like, you make sure, you know, blah 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 blah. And so when I started, when I would get angry for someone just asking me something, cause I, but okay, this is going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. I would only ask something of somebody if I was, if I thought that they should say yes. So if someone ever said no, I was like, excuse me, you're supposed to say yes. Cause, but I wouldn't ask questions unless I felt it was a yes answer. So same thing. I would, I, even to this day, like I would think to myself, I would only ask people something that I think is reasonable to have done, but that's reasonable in my world. Whereas yeah. like, I think some people I'm like, Oh my God, people ask me things that I would never ask of them, but they're just operating from their reality. And like, it's worked for them. Maybe like yeah. maybe when they ask and you always say, which I, it's like one of the dawn things I hold on to is like some people see no harm in asking. I personally have operated from a standpoint of, I do see harm in asking in less. <laughs> I think it's reasonable. <laughs> and yeah. that's my, my vantage point. That doesn't mean it's reasonable for everyone. Absolutely. And so that's why when people would ask me a question, I thought like, I was like, they think that I should say yes to this. And like, oh my gosh. And I would say yes, because I felt obligated to. And then I'd be frustrated and resentful at them. But I'm like, it's only myself because I'm not knowing how to stand up for myself. And now I actually have learned to operate in the no harm and asking, but I approach it differently because I know how I felt on the receiving end of that. And so I always say to people like, hey, I'm a- I'm- I always operate in the there's no harm in asking. So I wanted you to ask this. I know this, I know this is last minute, or I know this might be unreasonable, but I just wanted to put it out there and put, but, and and give it a shot. And I'll kind of propose it that way. Cause I know people, I know how I used to feel obligated to say yes. So I want to people give people the opportunity to know that like, I'm okay with whatever you answer, but sometimes there's like, 
you know, something comes up or there's availability or there's some wiggle room. And so I don't want to miss out on an opportunity because I was too scared to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So like when, as people like start to incorporate the boundaries, like I feel like for me and you've helped me with this, but like, I feel like, oh my God, people press on them. And then I start to wonder if I did the wrong thing. So like, yeah. like people a tidbit of like how, like, yeah, I do all those things. I've struggled with all this, but like now I want to change it. And like, I feel like I personally feel like you have to prepare to get a little more uncomfortable for before it gets better. Yeah. Like setting boundaries. I remember the first time a therapist talked to me about boundaries and she like was a therapist that rubbed me all the wrong way. And I didn't ever go back to her, Um, but she brought out a whiteboard and she said, putting up walls is like drawing a line between like you and a person. Like there's nothing can go through. It's a wall you're separated. And then she's like, having no boundaries is like, there's nothing there. Anything can go back and forth between the two, but with a boundary. And then she did like a dot, like a dashed line. She's like, some things can come through at certain places and other things are not. So you're showing them where the open door is. It's not that you're closing all the doors on them. You're saying you can't enter in this door, but you can come in through this door. And so it was really, really hard because like I said, when you have that unconscious dance, and this was in my personal life, I was dealing with stuff at the time is when you have that, that pattern with someone, like what we want to do is when we, when, we, cause we're not, we haven't learned how to communicate effectively and properly is that we just want them to mind read and read between the lines and understand what, where we're coming from. But people don't know us. They don't know our inner workings. Like we see the world from inside ourselves and the perspective from behind our own eyes where everyone else is seeing the world from behind their own eyes. So what we feel so deeply, we kind of think other people know it all, but they don't. And like, I, I know this is going off on a tangent again. I'm like the queen of tangents, but I remember my first job ever was at A&W and I like six months later, a couple of girls were like, man, when you first started here, I thought you were a total bitch. And I was like, oh, I was actually like having an internal panic attack every single shift I came. And, but I'm the kind of person that, and that's like been a reoccurring theme in my life that people have told me like, when I first met you, I thought you were super standoffish because when I'm uncomfortable in a new scenario, especially like social anxiety, like large groups of people or like newness to me, I don't like do like this shy girl. I do the like, okay, look confident on. Me too. And so then it comes across as this like hard exterior of like, no, look confident, but I'm really panicky on the outside. So I'm not personable. I'm not interacting. Like I'm way better one-on-one with people or in like 10 or 10 people or less groups than I am like walking into a situation. So feeling that misunderstood. Um, But talking about the boundaries is like learning to, uh, like a person trying to navigate your boundaries when they don't know what they are, you're going to get really frustrated. You're going to be like, you're not allowed to do that anymore. You can't call me at 2 a.m. anymore. You can't do this. But if you haven't told them, they have no idea. Right. And you can just like cut them out completely. Or like with my personal life, what I had to do is have some conversations where like saying like, I really care about you and I want a relationship with you, but I need you to know that a relationship's going to look different now. And we have to mourn what was to move into what is. I love that. Yeah. I was, as you were thinking of talking, I was thinking about how like there's times where you're like, you hit like a boiling point because you're like, I've decided I'm going to be different, but no one else is aware that you're going to be different. <laughs> I just want to be like, heck damn it, Mike, like, like leave me alone. And it's like, oh my gosh, you haven't even told him that you want some space or like that you're going to be showing up differently. But I think we wait, at least I have in the past, I've waited so long to where by the time I'm setting them, it's like, 
I've gotten no, no patience around communicating them um, and no skill set built around yeah. having comfort of it. I'm so internally uncomfortable that it's like you want it to just go away. And that's when I feel like you get yourself in some, some tough spots because I feel like I, I know that I've been short with people kind of reverted into that passive aggressive or that sarcasm. Like I, I can remember being at events where like I, sh- you know, I could, my boundaries would have said like, Lindsay, you're gonna have to bow out today and being there and being kind of like, short with people or someone was like, I don't want to eat here. I'd be like, Oh, we could have rescheduled if you didn't want to get together. (laughs) And that's just an example. Yeah. But like doing that and then you just like keep the straight face. Like we're, this is a totally normal comment to make. Yeah. Like that, it kills me. Like, I feel like I would have done, and I've, I'm sure I've done this, being like, oh, you don't see anything on the menu you want? Well, we could all pack up all of our stuff and go to another one if you want, if that would better suit you. <laughs> and your face. And that's how I would say it, right? Oh, I guess I, I guess people should just feel less alone because I feel like I've kind of not, like, realizing, like, oh, my God, like, other people do this? Mm-hmm. It's- yeah. And then like, I I think of like a pure example. I remember one time, like planning to go for nachos with some friends and though this one girl who had admitted to me that she's really manipulative. And like, as soon as like I manipulative people, like I just like irks me. And so the fact that she's like, I know I'm manipulative, like had me on guard. And she was like doing these little hints about like how she didn't want to go to the restaurant that we were going to. And I could see her trying to be like, like, I don't know if I'll be able to come. Like, that's pretty like this. And I was like, okay, well, we'll miss you. And I was like, I'm staying, like, it's kind of like me more standing firm on my boundaries rather than to accommodate someone who was trying to manipulate us to go to, to where she wanted to go. I was like, I planned this. This is my thing. Like, if you don't, and like, and being okay with if someone's not going to come, if it doesn't suit them, then okay, I'm so sorry, you'll miss out. Yeah, I think And she a, came. Yeah, it's such a good point though, because I think, some people aren't worth having the like conversation with like standing in your boundaries with some people is not explaining them and being like, okay, well, if, if you don't want to, if you can't make it, we understand like that's not passive aggressive, but like for some, there's like, I feel like there's like different scenarios. Like yeah. if you want a friendship with this person or you really want to have it work with them. And you think that they are people that can handle that kind of feedback. I feel like you have the conversation, but for me, there are people in my life today that I'm going to have no conversation around how I'm showing up differently mm-hmm. because the capacity isn't there. Yeah. And that's our 20 minutes. It just rang. That was, we'll, we'll end on that note. Hang in there. You've got boundaries, make it happen. You got this. I hope this was inspirational for all of you guys. We are doing, if you did, if we haven't already explained it, we're doing what snappy episodes. Yeah, snappy? yeah they're to the point. They're they're giving you a lot of information in 20 minutes. Yeah. Welcome to the series, The Anxious Creative Makes Waves. Yeah.